Welcome to Reality Roots Pod with me, your host, Hillary. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This week, it's a bit of a struggle bus for me for a couple of different reasons, but I'm I'm doing my best. I really struggled to find an episode. I knew as soon as I committed last week to like sticking to the same rotation, just as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> I don't even know what problem it is, but I can tell you it's coming just because I said it. And sure enough, I went on the hunt for a good episode of Montel to recap. I came up empty handed. <laughs> ended up, I did watch quite a, a good chunk of an episode Oh, it was bad. It wasn't, I mean, it was good as an episode. It just was impossible (laughs) to recap in a funny way. It was like people who had had been, I guess, in like intense 911 calls coming to talk about it. Kind of similar to what Maury did when we recapped Maury. But Maury was about babies being born and that has some levity to it. (laughs) The Montel one... It wasn't fun. I don't want to talk about it. It, I mean, I don't want to talk about it. It was really, really messed up. It was like a girl when she had been 12. She was older on the show, but she had been 12. And her like family-owned bowling alley was robbed in the morning, which to me seems stupid just as a robber. Like, don't rob a bowling alley in the morning. They have no money at that time. I don't know. I don't know like on a weekday I don't know but anyway uh, it didn't go well and it was not going to be funny so I had a little search I searched for other things I tried to find Sylvia Brown it just nothing was working so I went back to Sally even though we just did Sally Sally's kind of like an old faithful there's a lot of episodes available they're all in the right timeline they're all ridiculous that being said the episode we landed on also kind of I mean we're gonna it was funnier than the Montel one I think we're gonna be fine but um let me be very very clear up front about it so this the Sally episode is titled he hates my body since I had his baby And I want to be super clear up front and just let you guys know that most of these women are for certain victims of domestic abuse. Big spoiler, not spoiler, trigger warning for domestic abuse, emotional abuse, and eating disorders. If you think that talking about that is going to upset you, please turn this episode off and I will talk to you again next week. This episode was a little bit upsetting in a way that we'll get to, but at least there was enough here to look ridiculous and, or to look, at least there was enough here to, you know, for jokes. I feel like we'll still get some jokes, but yeah, I am on the side of all these women and not on the side of any of these men because these men are terrible people. They're just, they're super abusive. Like you can see it the whole way through and I feel bad for these women and I did take notes on like I do try to take notes on like the appearance of people because I know um I wouldn't watch this if I were you so I do want you to get a feel for what people look like but I 
I don't know. I know already I have some like slightly critical like notes on these women and I don't feel good about it like already because they they're it's not anyway we'll get there you'll see I'll do my best guys and if I if you think this might even possibly offend you you can just give it a skip and come back next week and hopefully I can find something a little bit lighter for next week so as I said this is Sally Jesse Raphael he hates my body since I had his baby. Yikes, yikes. Sally brings us into this, um, gives us her little intro. She says, well, we all get old. Oh, A? <laughs> Sorry, she starts us off with an A and B. I did notice there's a lot of first of alls in this episode, <laughs> so get ready for that. So, A? Well, she gives us a clip show. I don't like talking about the clip shows because it's... I don't know. It's just clips of what I'm about to recap anyway, so I try not to really pay too much heed to it. But uh, after we watched kind of the clip show, I guess Sally says, A, we all get older, and B, it changes your life when you have a baby. Not the most brilliant words I've ever said, but they're certainly true. (laughs) What those men are saying, like she means from the little preview we just watched, Uh, that's very painful to hear from the father of your child and the women here today say they are absolutely crushed. They want the body they had before the baby. I want back the body they had before the baby. (laughs) Get a little laugh from the audience on that. That's kind of cute. But they want their loving husbands back as well. Sally's look, it's like kind of a later Sally look. She's still got like the, she's got the classic cat eye sort of glasses She's got a pantsuit. Looked like we might have had another like three-piece pantsuit. And the graphics are shitty as usual. The He Hates My Body, like the text of the title of the show they keep putting up. It's like not quite Comic Sans MS, but we're like maybe two fonts before Comic Sans MS. It's definitely in that region. First up, we have Kim... And her husband is John. And I, again, I'm really going to try not to shit on these women with low self-esteem. I hope they are better now. We'll get there too, but I have hope for them. But Kim's hair, I don't know. It's, I don't like it. It's kind of ugly by today's, like just by today's standard. Maybe, I'm sure it was nice for the time. It's just that it's like kind of a big, shorter, like poof on top. And then it's sort of teased and straight all the way down. Uh, Kim says that her husband, John, is pressuring her so hard to lose the weight she gained when she had the baby that she's down to one meal per day, which consists of a little bit of lettuce with a little bit of lean meat on it. Yikes. Sally says up front in a delicate sort of voice, Kim appear to me to be very thin I don't understand what your husband is talking about Sally invites her to stand up so we can all evaluate her body size which honestly seemed rude I thought (laughs) Sally to do to her uh Kim this is confusing because I don't know where I, I swear again I watched this twice and I take pretty meticulous notes and I'm sure that they said Kim is 5'4 and 98 pounds but later they're going to say something else. So don't, 
think about that, but I swear they did say it. Sally asks Kim, well, what does he say about your weight? Kim says that he says, uh, my thighs are fat, my belly's wiggly, my breasts are sagging. It's my second child. Now I've had my tubes tied so I wouldn't have more kids because of how he looks at me, which is kind of sad. I guess you can get that reversed. I just, I hope Kim left John, so... I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a, like a great reason to stop having kids. You can have as many kids as you want, but it'd be sad if she got with someone else and had trouble reversing that procedure if she wanted to have more kids. Anyway, she says, and if he ever did walk out on me because I'm fat, like at least I could support two children, but like I can't, I wouldn't be able to do more than that. Again, I don't know. That kind of speaks to some low self-esteem. John is backstage, and he looks pleased as fuck with himself in his hideous 90s Cosby-type sweater. I have to say, like, John is objectively good-looking, I guess. Like, if you saw him on TV, you'd be like, yeah. He he has strong bones, I guess, let's say. Like, his outfit is truly ugly. Like, he looks very 90s, but... Just the way his face is, I do see that he would probably be considered a good-looking man until you talk to him for, you know, enough time to find out that he is very abusive and probably a psychopath, and then less so (laughs) the attractiveness. Sally says, or Sally is still talking to Kim, she says, in your mind, at this weight, do you think you're fat? Kim says, well, I'm not as fat as when I had the baby. Sally's like, well, no, but babies weigh something, right? So (laughs) Kim's like, I could certainly lose a little bit more weight to make him happy. Audience booing wildly. (laughs) Obviously, at least the audience is, I think the audience is pretty much always right. (laughs) This episode, so no worries there. They boo and cheer as appropriate. Sally says she's having trouble understanding this. How does John pressure you to lose weight? Kim says, well, he won't eat a meal with me because he, quote, doesn't want to encourage me to eat. John, again, smiling like a fucking psychopath backstage. She's got to eat. (laughs) Weird. Kim says she always cooks. She says, I cook very good food. I'm always hungry, but I don't want to tell him that. I don't want him to make fun of me. Kim, it sounds like you're living a nightmare. Sally asks what she's eating all day. She says, I eat usually a salad with lean meat. I snack on stuff like hard-boiled eggs when I get really super hungry, but it's just one basic meal a day, and it's usually lunch. So John is backing her into an eating disorder, is what I'm hearing. One of the things that bothered me this week, this is Kim saying this, one of the things that bothered her this week, she said she had a quarter-inch thick piece of plywood she wanted to make a shelf in her kitchen, and John told her she should saw it herself because, quote, you need to burn off the calories. Sally says one of the things he'll do is he will not take you out unless you look good enough. Is that right? Kim says, yes, I'll put on a dress and outfit, and since I've gotten a bit bigger since I had my second son, nothing really fits right, so he won't allow me to go outside in any of my outfits anymore. He picks out what I can wear. Um, <laughs> as a mom, I'll say, I don't think, like, I put on a lot of weight when I was pregnant, and then I did lose it all, 
not under the threat of emotional abuse, but I did do it. And I have to say, like, things still don't fit, like, how they did before. Like, having a baby literally changes the shape of your body. (laughs) So, like, even if you lose all the weight and you get back down to your pre-baby weight, it doesn't mean your clothes are going to fit the same way that they did before you had a baby. It's just not. We'll talk about that more (laughs) soon. Hopefully you all know that anyway, but that's not... I don't think it's going to happen. Sally asks her to tell her about the nightgowns. Kim says that she tried on a couple of nice lacy nightgowns and negligees. Do we still use the word negligees, guys? I haven't heard someone say that who wasn't like, I don't know, 40 years older than me. I don't think ever, (laughs) but definitely not recently. Uh, anyway, she put on a negligee and he said, no, it's not good enough. You're not losing the weight fast enough. She said she asked him for a gym membership so she could work out. And he said he won't buy one for her because she's not losing the weight fast enough, which makes no fucking sense. She said, uh, she was 150 pounds when she gave birth to her son and now she's 115 pounds. So see how that's not 98 pounds. (laughs) That's just confusing to me. And he wants her down to 100. So I just did a quick calculation for BMI. I know BMI is problematic anyway, but here we are. That's the only thing I really have to judge on because I'm not 5'4 and I have no idea what someone who's 5'4 should weigh, (laughs) to be honest with you. I'm not a doctor. So I looked it up and if she's 115 pounds and 5'4, then her BMI would be 19.7. And a normal BMI is listed at 18.5 to 24.9. So that is on the lower end, but that is still, that's still considered healthy if we go by BMI. And if she were to go to 98 pounds, that would be 16.8, which is actually quite underweight. So 100 pounds would definitely be underweight as well. I do want to say too, keeping in mind this is the 90s when Ally McBeal was like, Callista Flockhart was trying to tell us that she was, her BMI was like 10. (laughs) She tried to tell us that was just by like eating regular and working out, which we later found out is not correct. So, I mean, Thin was in at the time, that's for sure. I'll give her that. Kim will now read us a letter. This is the saddest fucking thing. Kim will now read us a letter that she wrote to the Sally Jesse Raphael show describing the bedroom situation. And this letter is written on paper and it's folded. <laughs> the crinkling of the unfolding made me really happy. It made me feel like I was in grade six. <laughs> like unwrapping notes. I don't know. We don't do we even make paper like this anymore? <laughs> it sounds like a thick paper. And obviously in, you know today's world we would just write an email and not a physical letter anyway this letter that she reads says oh god it's sad she says dear sally in our bedroom my husband comments on my jello belly on my breasts being uneven my thighs wiggle too much i had my teeth fixed i color my hair and i never let him see me without makeup on yikes John won't eat with me, but I guess I'm lucky because he still has sex with me. Yikes, yikes. But only in the dark, which is my choice because I'm scared to let him see me nude. Nude also seems like an old-timey word. I don't know if we still use nude, at least not as like an adjective, right? It's funny how that word changed from an adjective of like 
I am nude <laughs> to a noun of like, send me nudes. That's <laughs> kind of, it's funny how that happened. Sally says, you say that you even fear that he cheated on you while pregnant. I personally, like Hillary, guarantee that he definitely cheated on her while she was pregnant. <laughs> I don't know why, but guys get really weird around like, I guess not pregnancy. It's like the just after pregnancy. I would believe that literally any man would cheat just because it's such, I just know of men who did maybe not cheat, but definitely danced with the idea of cheating and there are guys that I would never think that of I don't know why it's just a weird time like your whole life changes you're not the center of your wife's life anymore because your baby is now the center of your wife's life and I think some guys have a really hard time with that probably more so narcissistic kind of guys but like I said they're not the guys I'm thinking of weren't even I wouldn't even put them in that category so I don't know it's just it's a weird time Kim talks about how he disappeared for like five days when she was eight months pregnant he was ostensibly in the mountains at his brother's cabin but he wouldn't talk or communicate the whole five days which is pretty late in a pregnancy to ghost someone like at eight months you could really be going anytime but he denies cheating I don't know Sally says, well, did you ever ask him what he was doing during that time? And Kim says, yes, of course. This is so sad. This is, (laughs) I'm sorry, guys, it gets better. This first story is definitely the saddest. But uh, she says, yes, of course. I even filed for divorce at that time, but it was denied. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Hey, America, (laughs) your system is broken as hell. Why the fuck can't this woman get a divorce yesterday? Like they should, they should be rubber stamping this divorce request so fast. I don't know. I don't even feel like I've ever heard of a divorce getting denied. And this being the one is like horrifying. They shouldn't be married. John, by the way, while she's saying all of these horrific things, John is smiling, still like a full-on sadistic son of a bitch, watching his wife cry on stage about all the horrible things he said and done to her. Kim says, well, instead of just jumping into a divorce, because she's not allowed to, apparently, uh, (laughs) I'd like to try to work on things and make myself look better for him. Like, what's your other option if your divorce gets denied? That's fucked. Like, you should be able to just divorce (laughs) at any point wow uh and I will say okay again I'm really really trying to do this with like kid gloves as far as these these women go Kim has kind of a similar nose to me it's sort of like a snapish kind of nose again I have one too so I'm not like I love my nose it's weird but I like it if whatever it's not the nose it's just that she keeps like shoving a kleenex like directly all the way up her nostril in a way that's just not sexy or I don't know it's like she's trying not to cry so she's trying to like get the boogers before they have a chance to get out of her nose (laughs) I don't I think it'd be better if she just let it run down her face because the kleenex thing was looking weird Sally asks Kim if she loves John, and Kim says that she loves John with all her heart, which is sad. Let's bring out John. Boo, boo, everyone boos. Sally says, John, 
What is going on here? I must say that your wife looks to me almost too thin for a woman who just had a baby. Almost too thin for a woman, period. Why do you think she needs to lose weight? John says, I think she needs to lose a little bit more weight like the way she was when I first married her. <laughs> Sally is not, doesn't pull any. The, when, remember when Jenny, like, couldn't, Jenny Jones, I mean, couldn't even be right when she was right because she was so bad at it. Like, she's just pouncing on people too quickly. Sally has really mastered the art of giving enough, giving people enough rope to hang themselves with. <laughs> she does a good job. She's like, where? <laughs> where could she lose weight? He's like, oh, her stomach, it's all loose and baggy. You can pull it out that, like, that far, he shows us. But this John, you fucking dumbass, that's skin. That's not fat. Like, you can't lose skin, fucking idiot. And, like, it's probably still stretchy. Like, you just had babies. Like, your skin gets stretched out, and it takes a while to, like, tighten up, if it does at all. Fucking dick. No amount of working out or starving yourself is going to get rid of it. But Sally doesn't do that. That's me saying that. Sally doesn't say that. She's just like, okay, what else? John says her chest. Sally's like, what's wrong with her chest? (laughs) John's like, well, it's pretty saggy. You know, stretch marks. They don't look like they used to. And I just want to personally be put out a PSA. If you don't know. Um, I want all men to know. Like, I... And I, I have receipts on this, okay? I did the course, the first lactation consultant course. Uh, so I have a little bit of a, not, I'm not an expert, but I have a little bit of knowledge, I guess, on it. And I just want you to know that like your breast structure literally changes when you get pregnant, like whether or not you like maybe carry the baby to term or not, or if you have a C-section or if you breastfeed or if you don't breastfeed, like your breasts aren't done developing fully until after you have had a baby. Like it triggers your hormones to finish the breast development at that point. So like, yeah, they're never going to look like they used to because that's, it's just biology. Like you just, you cannot go back that way. Kim's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm doing the best I can. All I can do is work out. And John's like, yeah, yeah, you're working out just fine. Like, he's he's trying to play it like he's not a dick. But Kim's like, okay, well, that's not what you say. <laughs> Sally's like, oh, you complain that one of her breasts is larger than the other? And John's like, mm-hmm, he nods. And now, see, now that Sally has given him enough space to really make himself look like the asshole he is, now she goes into full eviscerate mode. And she's like, she doesn't even waste a breath. She's like, well, one of your testicles is larger than the other. Without even seeing them. I know that because every woman's breasts are different and every man's testicles are different. Any doctor will tell you that. John's like, oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, you're not playing with your balls all day, you fucking loser. John, Sally says, John, you say you're not as interested in being intimate with her because of her body. Is there a turnoff? And if so, what? And he says, yeah, I think that like when, you know, when, bef- when before she'd excite me a lot more and now I just don't get excited anymore. And that's when she's undressing. And Sally is like, well, why don't, why do you think you don't get as excited anymore? John's like, because I want the woman I married back. Kim's like, ugh, this is like, you're wrong. Like, oh, Kim, it's just, it's sad. It's like, she can't even argue 
Uh, it's like she uh, she doesn't even have the self-esteem to argue on the correct point. She says, well, if you want the woman you married back, then get me a breast job. Get me my nose job. My jaw rearranged. My jaw rearranged. Like, okay. I think she, she, objectively, she has a bit of an overbite. I guess that's what she's talking about. And again, I have the same Snape nose, so I guess that what she's talking about, the breast job. But like, uh, and she, and, oh, and my stomach tucked. Like, okay, Kim, listen. Also, though, if you get a nose job, that's not the same as when you got married, though, right? Like, I don't, the goalpost here is very unclear. Even for Kim, obviously. Sally says, who makes dinner in the house? Apparently, Kim cooks everything. Do you eat the dinner? (laughs) To John. John's like, sure. Sally's like, what does she do while you're eating dinner? Kim's like, oh, clean the house, take care of the kids. I thought Sally was about to rip him a new one on that, but okay, she moves on. That sounds horrible to, like, cook for somebody else all day and then you can't even eat it. Ugh, that sucks. Sally says, okay, tell him what you want from me. Kim says, just encourage me. Be kinder with what you tell me in the bedroom and around the house. Maybe I wouldn't be so afraid to be seen in the nude in the light in our house. Uh, and John's like, but would you rather have me lie to you and not tell you how I feel? Kim's like, no, no, I'd rather have the truth. And John's like, well, I think the truth speaks for itself. And I think I should tell the truth about everything. <laughs> That's wrong. I've, and this was also a problem in the, I think, of the last season of Love is Blind. Because <laughs> there were at least, what was it, Batiste? And that other guy that I cannot ever seem to remember his name. But both of them were like... Oh, I'm not really as attracted to you as I am to this other person. Oh, am I not supposed to be as honest? Like, am I not to be supposed to be a hundred percent honest all the time about everything? And it's like, no, you're not. You can be, but I don't think it's in the best interest of building a long term relationship. It's no, just be nice. As someone whose love language is words of affirmation, I really felt that. Like, just. Be nice, John. That's all. An audience member gives us, see, I told you, get another. First of all, the best thing she ever did was have her tubes tied because you should not be allowed to reproduce. Bam. John's just laughing at this. Second of all, I have three children. I am not the same person my husband married physically because I had three children. My last child almost died. I had to lay on my back in a hospital for three months to deliver this baby. My own personal question, I'm just going to interrupt her for a second because I want to know how much that costs in the United States to be in a hospital for three months straight. Just wondering. I bet it's a $100 million. I have no idea, but it sounds expensive. She goes on. My husband has never told me to lose weight. I lose weight when I'm ready. I don't have the same body and nobody does. This woman was squinting mad like she was mad mad. But John is just laughing at her. And then we cut to a commercial. Okay, next up we have Abby. And Abby... hmm, Abby makes me a lot happier than Kim made me. I feel really sad for Kim. I hope I don't sound sad when I'm talking about this. I feel like not even listening myself back, but like thinking to myself back. I feel like I have not probably sounded very excited this week I'm sorry it just makes me sad to see women who are sad (laughs) who can be better like Kim was pretty I don't know if I said that or if that really came through (laughs) what I said it probably didn't 
Um, but Kim is fine. Like Kim looks great. <laughs> There's no reason to her, her to, for her to feel that way. And it's sad that she lets a man control her whole life like that, even down to what she eats. Anyway, Abby is doing better. <laughs> Not great, obviously. She's here, but uh, she's doing better than Kim, so that's good. I have a good feeling Abby's going to make it. Also, I want to say that I really like the name Abby, and it really suits this lady. And as I said, she's very pretty. I It's very pretty in like a girl next door type of way. And actually, she does look a bit like Alicia Cuthbert as well. Very pretty. She is wearing a turtleneck. She's got a great rack. <laughs> I think they said her baby's four months old, so I think she's probably still breastfeeding. Uh, and also, I think the sweater, it might be making her look bigger than she really is. If I was going to guess, size her up a little bit, I guess. This <laughs> feels really wrong to say, but... She's probably like in size 8 or like a size 10. She's really not that big. Again, her rack is huge, I think, because she is breastfeeding. So that might bump her up a size or two. But I don't... I think Abby is fine. She looks fine. Uh, we see her husband, Mitch, backstage. And he looks terrible. <laughs> He's got a horrible sweater. It might be like a long sleeve shirt. I remember my ex used to have shirts like that in that like awful heavy material like not a cotton I don't know what it was it was like a triple thick cotton or something it was just it looked itchy and uncomfortable and bad it looked bad it was this kind of block colors like symmetric pattern type of situation I guess he's got a really ugly ponytail Again, not that any ponytail on any man would be ugly. That's not what I'm saying. But his ponytail is ugly. And also, he has an ugly, skinny rat face. Actually, actually, his face would probably be handsome if he put on weight. He looks like he needs to put on weight. And also, he needs to fix his hair. Because I think the hair might be what's making him look ratty. Or maybe it's his ratty disposition. I don't know fuck him. Abby's baby is four months old and Abby's talking about him. She's like, oh yeah, he's fat. He's a little fatty, fat baby, but like in a nice way, not like her husband calls her fat. Sally tells Abby that she thinks she looks fabulous for someone who had a baby four months ago. I agree with that. Abby says Mitch does not agree with that. Sally asks her, what is he doing to try to get you to lose weight? And Abby says, it's like all he wants to do is torment me. All I hear from him are the things that are bad about me and nothing that's good about me. Again, for me, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Abby's love language is words of affirmation. Maybe Abby just wants to be spoken to like a human. I don't know. <laughs> it could be either or, I guess. But I kind of felt that like, yeah, if you're only hearing bad things from your partner, that's a tough spot to be in. Sally asks her for more details. Like Abby said, well, all I hear from him are the bad things. Sally's like, what? <laughs> but again, I am obviously on Abby's side, clearly. But <laughs> uh, Abby says that he calls her flabby instead of Abby. And I don't, I, um, 
I don't think it's right for him to insult her like that, but I do give 1% credit for the funniness of the insult. And then I immediately take it back because Mitch is a huge dick. Uh, she says that she's not allowed to eat after 7 p.m. Uh, he, Mitch says he's going to chain her to a treadmill like a dog on the plane ride. It sounds like he was being a huge dick on the plane ride, which obviously doesn't surprise me because they wrote to the show before the plane ride, but I guess they were on the plane and he was like, oh, everyone can tell why you're here. It's so obvious. Look at you. You're so fat. Abby stands up for us so we can, I guess, judge for ourselves. <laughs> she looks fine. Again, probably like a size 8 to 10. She looks better than I better than I looked at four months par- postpartum. I'll tell you that. Abby's like, I just feel like I want to wring his neck. Like we're walking through the airport. I'm crying. I'm carrying my son, telling him it's okay. Mommy's okay. It broke my heart to hear that. And Mitch is just walking in front of her, strutting, (laughs) just acts like he's God's gift to everything, like he knows everything. Sally asks about him calling her kind of mean names. (laughs) That's what she says. She's like, so we hear Mitch calls you kind of mean names. Abby says, yeah, he calls me fat bitch. (laughs) That's not kind of (laughs) mean. like super mean uh, she said that's his favorite if I didn't have the baby we wouldn't be together because he'd never be seen with someone that's as large as me she gives eyes I just gave eyes as I said that too like she gives I don't know not sarcastic eyes I guess kind of a hint of sarcastic eyes I get the impression that normally Abby wouldn't take this shit. (laughs) Like, she seems to have... We're going to meet four women in this episode, and Abby seems to have the most (laughs) self-confidence or, like, self-esteem out of any of them, for sure. Four months postpartum is a vulnerable place to be, so I wonder if that is what's feeding this. I think she's going to smarten up, and I think she's going to leave within the next year. That's my prediction. Abby says, he says, no other man is going to want her. If she ever leaves him, she'll end up with a big fat man to match her big fat. It's just living with someone where they don't like you ever. (laughs) Sally's like, you can do nothing right. Abby's like, his house is spotless. His food is cooked. His bed is made. I'm so meticulous because I'm worried. I want to be perfect and I'm just not. And I... Oh, I found that relatable. Not like the situation. My husband does not treat me like this at all. But I I can relate to like trying to keep a perfect household just because you feel like you should be perfect. And the feeling inevitably of falling short of that is very sad. I think she's just having, again, I think she's just having a a, a natural life transition here where... You know, maybe she could keep the house perfect before she had a four-month-old and now things are starting to slide and she's doing her best and she's trying to look her best and it's just kind of too much for Abby, I think, especially if she her husband is not supportive, which obviously he can't be because he's too full of shit. Uh, Sally tries to ask, she's like, well, are you afraid he's going to leave? And Abby's like, he will. Like, he will. And everyone cheers <laughs> we all want him to because he's a piece of shit and Abby could do a thousand times better than this jackass 
Sally asks if he is, well, she's like, is he romantic with you? Obviously not. <laughs> Sally, what part of this? I know she's like, Sally's doing her best to like lead questions. <laughs> but on the face of it, that's kind of a stupid question. <laughs> like, obviously, no. She just said he never says anything nice to her. So like, I find it hard to imagine them being romantic. Abby, I guess she's talking about sex, but she didn't want to say sex. I don't know. Abby says, no, it's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, but I don't get thanks. Sex is just a big joke. Lights off. Don't take your shirt off. Just hurry up and let me finish. That's horrible. Horrible. Uh, She says she's lost 30 pounds in four months. What does he want? (laughs) Like, it's true. That's a lot of weight to lose in four months. Like, yeah, I think, again, she's fine like wow she's doing better than fine 30 pounds in four months is a lot of weight to lose that doesn't just happen mitch uh, i don't know what mitch wants let's bring out mitch audience booze boo boo good i booed too sally says mitch do you think she's fat <laughs> mitch is like well She's fatter than she was when I met her. And Sally's like, she had a baby four months ago. (laughs) So Mitch is like, yeah, right. Now in four months, I'm not asking her the day after she gives birth to go on an exercise program. (laughs) And I was like, bullshit. And then Abby was like, bullshit. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It's been, it's only four months. Yeah, okay. So you gave her what? One full day to recover from (laughs) giving birth before you told her to get on an exercise program it's not better like uh I don't know he's like I'm not asking the day after that's ridiculous again probably I bet he waited a full fucking week congrats to you Mitch Sally's like do you think heavy women are ugly and Mitch says with the utmost confidence yes I do I wonder what Mitch was like before the baby I will take a second to wonder like was Mitch always shitty? <laughs> like, is this a little bit of a mistake that Abby's made to be with Mitch in the first place? <laughs> and now things are going badly because he's bad. I mean, we can't all foresee how people are going to be. And sometimes you get those love blinders on and you're like, oh, he's a dick, but he wouldn't be a dick to me. And now we find out. Mitch is talking to, he's talking to the audience a lot because the audience is yelling at him. Uh, he's like, I'm entitled to my opinion, just like you are to yours. If you like fat people, go be with a fat person. <laughs> She's not fat. And if she was, I wouldn't be with her. Like, that's not better. <laughs> it's not a defense, Mitch. I don't know. Abby's like, can you see why I can't get a word in edgewise? And like, Abby, the, nobody was concerned about that. We're concerned for your safety. <laughs> I don't, Yeah. Sally says, did you say that if you had known she would put on weight, you would not have married her? And Mitch was like, well, it was was kind of the agreement. I want her to look her best. You're right. I would not have married her if she was the way she is or worse. (laughs) So I guess we're at a baseline here. Sally says, you're saying to someone like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm not going to explain to you why that was an insane thing to say, because Sally is about to explain to us why that's an insane thing to say. She's like, you're saying to someone as you grow old, never get a wrinkle. (laughs) You're saying to someone after you have a baby, never put on any weight. (laughs) That's the way nature takes care of women so that they can nurture babies. That's biology. (laughs) 
Abby Claps here, and I almost feel like I can see her visibly slip out of her postpartum depression. Like, she looks so surprised and pleased to have even a little bit of, like, reinforcements in her corner. And it just looks like her eyes are like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that is biology. <laughs> like, it looks like the spell, whatever black magic voodoo psychopathy bitch has spun on her. I get the feeling it's starting to wear out in this moment, which is great. If this is the only thing that this show accomplished, then I guess it was worth it. Mitch is like, because he's a dick, he's like, I've known women who've had several children and they look fantastic. Sally's like, okay, and I know women with blue eyes and you know women with brown eyes. (laughs) Okay, what does that have to do with anything? Mitch is like, I work hard. I give 100%. I go out to my job and I bust my butt. I want her to bust her butt. (laughs) Sally's like, first of all, I don't believe you give 100%. (laughs) She doesn't even really like, I don't know. I just, it was such a burn. She does explain, I guess she's like, your wife has sat here and said, you don't do the dishes or clean the house. A man who's giving 100% is doing half the housework. Yeah. Hashtag feminist, Sally. Mitch says, like, I do, because he's a whiny bitch. Audience is yelling. Mitch is like, she doesn't cook shit. She doesn't cook nothing. And Abby even gives, like, a at the shit, she doesn't cook shit. Like, that's literally verbatim what he said. Abby gives, like, a hand over the mouth, like, I can't believe you said that. Like, that's wild. Sally is giving him this look, on the other hand, like he's an interesting sort of bug that she's about to stomp on. (laughs) She's got her chin, like, or, I don't know, her hand up under her chin, kind of leaning on her elbow, being like, "Mm, I'm going to wipe the floor with you. Uh, Mitch is like, oh, very rarely, once a week. I need to gain weight, and I need her to cook me some food so I can eat. Okay. Sally's like, do you cook for her? And Mitch is like, no, I don't need to cook for her. <laughs> Sally's like, why don't you need to cook for her? <laughs> Abby's like, he thinks he goes to work and installs satellites. And I just laughed so hard. Installs satellites. Lol. <laughs> Where are you now, Mitch? <laughs> Fucking unemployed, I bet. Anyway, she's, Abby goes on. I stay at home. I cook clean, do the dishes, take care of the laundry, take care of a four-month-old baby who is advanced and and ahead of himself right now because of me, I sp- because I spend all my time with him, teaching him, and you don't respect me. And Abby, listen, I am 100% on your side, and I have 100% been there. Like, I took it so seriously <laughs> those first four months of, like, I remember literally, like, okay, my kid is a a really good sleeper and always has been and I remember being concerned that he slept so much during the day that we didn't have time for enrichment activities <laughs> like, I was like please stay awake long enough for me to do something like <laughs> entertain you somehow or like talk about you know I don't know sing songs <laughs> sing the alphabet he just fall asleep Ugh, I'm so blessed uh anyway Abby I don't know why I I assume you're doing the same thing, but it's just so funny to say that a four-month-old is advanced, <laughs> like, because I'm pretty sure that the the only real, like, milestone for a baby that age is that they can roll over <laughs> by themselves, like, from their stomach to their back, <laughs> so, like, 
I wonder what, maybe it's, maybe her babies roll it over both ways at four months old. That would be advanced, I guess. Good for him. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm just curious what she thinks is advanced for a four month old. Sally's like, okay, what I want you to do is tell him how you feel. Abby looks at Mitch and she says, I feel like a piece of meat that's just in your house and when you want it, you take it and when you don't, you push it aside and call it names. I feel like a dog or something. Like you can just kick me out of the way or feed me a bone or something and I'll just shut up. You say my mouth, but my mouth is running because you keep hurting me and I don't know what else to say. And that was a very real like pour your heart out like straight from the heart communication from Abby, if I've ever heard one in my life. If Mitch was an actual man and not a human piece of garbage, he would take what she just said and turn it into actions of how to fix it so she doesn't feel that way anymore. But as I said, Mitch is a shitty human, so that probably won't happen. Sally's like, here's a question. Do you care how she feels? (laughs) Great question. Mitch with literally no enthusiasm. (laughs) The same voice you'd get out of a 14-year-old if you asked them if they cared about anything. He's like, sure, I care how she feels. But let me tell you, I don't want to be married to a fat woman, and it's embarrassing. I try to look good for her. Failed. (laughs) Mitch, you failed the question. Mitch says, listen, I want effort. I want to see results. Abby's like, I just want someone who cares about me. (laughs) Like Again, yikes, true words. Abby is doing a great job of communicating. And I think she could do a lot better than this loser, Mitch. We go to a commercial. We come back. I mean, truly, like it it just, that last segment was really good. I don't know how we could (laughs) top that. Give Sally an Emmy now. That was good TV. When we come back, Sally says the most disturbing thing out of this whole episode, in my opinion. Sally tells us that these four guys that we're talking to are four out of literally thousands of calls that they received for this topic. And that should keep you up at night. Like, (laughs) at least it should if you live in the 90s. Hopefully things are better now. But that's horrifying that there are thousands. Like, these these should be the exceptions. It's That means there's thousands of men out there emotionally abusing their wives. Postpartum. That's disgusting. Next up, (laughs) we have Tara. Tara? I never know how to say that. Tara and Bill. Tara is very pretty as well. She does look a little bit, I guess, bigger objectively than Abby or Kim. She's probably like a size 12 to 14. She still looks great. Again, she doesn't look bad. That's fine. 12 to 14 is a perfectly reasonable size to be. Bill looks like a shithead. Like, he just looks... If you saw this guy walking down the street, you'd be like, "Mm, 80% chance that he is a full-blown misogynist. And you'd be correct. I don't even know why, what it is about his face. That's the feeling I got. And I was not wrong. Sally sets us out with all this blah, blah, blah backstory. Basically, Bill's a dick. Sally asks Tara, why don't you think he's being supportive? Tara's like, I don't really know. I tried to get the weight off. It's not fast enough for him. He doesn't understand. I'm tired at night. Like, I'm up with the baby quite a bit. 
Sally asks if she's ever left him alone with the baby for a few days, and Tara says no, and Sally's like, well, you know what, that might be a good idea to try it out. I'm not convinced of that being a good idea, Sally, because he looked like the kind of guy who'd probably get really frustrated and hurt the baby if he was left alone with him. I know that's a big, like, accusation to make, but if you saw this guy, I don't think that that is unreasonable. And especially if he's impatient with her not losing the weight fast enough, I think he's going to be real impatient when that baby starts crying and won't stop. So maybe let's not, I don't know, just, I wouldn't feel good. If I had a baby, any baby, and you're like, oh, leave it with Bill for a day, I'd be like, mm, maybe I'll just hang on to <laughs> Like I don't think so. Uh, Bill comes out and everyone boos. Bill high-fives John, because losers stick together, I guess. Sally says, you've admitted you left your last wife because she gained weight. So if you leave Tara, does that mean you'll have left two women because they gained weight? <laughs> Which was a dumb question. Uh, kind of a setup, I guess. But he's like, two fat wives, yes. <laughs> Which is horrible. Tara asks the audience, she's like, do I look fat? And she stands up and she shows us, she shakes her butt a little. Bill is like, whatever, she knows she's fat, she admits to it. Tara's like, yeah, I'm heavy, I'll admit that. Bill's like, she needs to lose weight. If she doesn't lose the weight, I'm out of here in six months. Sally asks Bill why he's not sleeping with his wife. Bill says he's not attracted to her. He says, when I met her, she was slim, looked good, threw some moves on me that I couldn't forget. I was like, oh my God, what moves? <laughs> like, I want to know the moves. Tell me. Uh, the audience all starts yelling and it seems to be to the effect that like she probably has the same moves. <laughs> like moves aren't really affected by weight that way. But Bill's like, no, she can't because she's not as in shape as she was. And I was like, oh, my God, what are the moves? <laughs> like, I need to know. Oh, I wish we could have got more info on that. Tara's like, how can you say that? Don't you love me at all? Bill's like, yeah, I love you. Not at all convinced you know what that means, Bill, based on everything that you just said. And also your first wife. <laughs> Tara's like, why don't you tell me? Why don't you sleep with me at night? Bill's like, why don't you lose some weight for me? Why don't you do something for me? Oh, I don't know, Bill. Like, fucking push your kid out of her vagina? Like, <laughs> just raise it and, like, stay up with it all night and do all that stuff? Yeah. This, again, Bill is just that guy who, like, the world should revolve around him. And now that his wife's world doesn't revolve around him, now it's a fucking problem for Bill. Fuck you, Bill. You are not the center of the universe. You could be fucking helpful. Sally asks him about the dirty magazines. Bill says that everyone has dirty magazines. Of all the things, like, Bill is an outright dick. This isn't really the point that I would push with Bill, just because, I don't know, I have a hard time. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think, I'll, I do think all guys look at porn. Maybe it's 90s, like, maybe in the 90s. I guess it was before the internet, so... I know it was a different time than it is now, but yeah, I don't know. I do kind of expect that all guys look at porn. Maybe, I don't know. It does seem to like hurt Tara's feelings that he does. So I guess maybe keep it on the DL. Like, especially if you know, I don't know, just if you, if your significant other tells you they're not comfortable with it, then keep it on the DL. But I can't really like get on, <laughs> like I can't really hate him for that because I, I do believe that all guys do that. 
But it's about how you handle it with your significant other. Uh, An audience member is like, she can still do the same moves and think the same thoughts. You're a sicko. (laughs) I liked that she called him a sicko. That really slapped as an insult. Another audience member stands up and she's like, ladies, you got to get your self-esteem together. (laughs) I was like, yes, that is true. And then she says, gentlemen, if you want the perfect figure on a woman, go buy a blow-up doll, which is also true. Mitch tries to tell us that part of them getting their self-respect back is having a good personal outlook on how they look, which is like, I don't know, audience, the sorry, the audience member, the same one, I think, is like, these women just had babies, and Mitch is like, the way she acted when she was thin and more attractive is a lot better than the way she acts now. Like, yeah, because she's probably fucking depressed, Mitch, because of how shitty you're treating her. Look at yourself. Look at what you are contributing to the situation and think about how that might be making them feel and how they feel dictates how they act. So you're wrong. Bill just walks off at this point, middle fingers up. Everyone cheers because all of us are excited to see him go and we hope he does not come back because he's a piece of shit. Who likes shit? Mitch says he's not going to give up that easy. He's going to push for what he wants. He says, it's my life and I'm going to try to make it the best I can. And if I'm not happy, I have to work on something. How's that working for you, Mitch? Are you happy? Like, when you come home and your wife is fucking sobbing tears mess every night, does that make you happy? I think it's not working. And then Sally says something that I, I don't know, it kind of bounced around in my brain a bit. Uh, Sally says we got a lot of problems with the me generation I can tell and then I had to do a bunch of math like okay first of all I'm a millennial and we are kind of the generation that takes the most shit at this time (laughs) I guess that's normal I guess every generation gets to be 30 and they start doing things in the world and all the older generations who taught them to be that way are like whoa 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 why are you like this (laughs) I guess that happens to everybody, like to every generation, but I just trying to think, so if these people are 30 and this is the 90s, then they would have been born in the 60s, which is past the baby boomers. I can't really remember, was it that? No, it's not the echo. I don't know. I don't really know what generation this is. I know the boomer generation is kind of what we call the me generation, I think. Anyway. It makes, yeah, I, I, I see what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, you can't be that way. But again, I get echoes of this from Love is Blind when, I don't know, it's just, I think it just comes from, anyway, not knowing how to be in a relationship <laughs> as all, regardless of the generation. Uh, Sally asks Tara, I don't know, it's kind of weird. She's like, what's going on with you? <laughs> to Tara, like, we know. She's been out here. I don't know. Tara's like, I don't know. I'm so depressed. I just, I don't know what to do. I try to do different things. Sally's like, well, how do you feel about him walking off just now? And Tara's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just lose this weight and maybe I won't want him anymore. (laughs) It's like, yes, I hope that's true. I really do. Sally's like, well, I'm worried because you're not leaving the house. Which is, yeah, that's especially when you have younger babies, it's hard to leave the house. So now we still now we see Bill standing to the side of the stage like a loser, <laughs> waiting to come back on stage like anybody cares or wants him back. But I guess Sally invites him back on stage. I don't know why. 
for the show, I guess, like for the entertainment, but we don't need him. As a human, we don't need him. <laughs> Put him on a nice float. <laughs> Send him away. <laughs> Tara says, I don't know. I'm staying because I love him and I hope that things can get better. Sally asks Bill if he cares that she's unhappy. And Bill says no. Tara's like, he don't care. I get out of the shower and I'm sitting on the couch in my towel. And he says, you look like a beached whale. And I was like, fucking rude? Like, why are you rude? Like, like what is the point of that? Just to make himself feel better, I bet, because he knows how shitty he is on the inside. Sally's like, why do you not care that she's unhappy? Bill's like, she doesn't care that I'm unhappy. She eats too much. She doesn't care. <laughs> Someone, I, it might be Abby. Someone tells him that his belly hangs over his pants and Bill disagrees with that. And then we go to a commercial. Next, we meet Teresa, who's been married for five years to her husband, Paul. Teresa, Sally sets it up as like being, I don't know, the next in kind of a, I don't know, the next progression of like the stories that we've seen so far. But I think it's worse. <laughs> or I don't know. It's different, but the same. It's still abuse. It's definitely abuse. Sally says, okay, Paul's cheating on you and he admits it. Why does he say he's cheating? Teresa says, well, because he says he's not attracted to me anymore because I'm too fat for him. I have two kids. He comes home with hickeys on his neck. Sally's like, why does he say he's doing this? Teresa says, because he thinks I'm fat. And Sally's like, okay, but what does he say to you about the weight? Teresa is like, well, he'll tell me, look at yourself. If I'm cleaning the house and ask him to watch the girls while I'm cleaning, he'll say, well, you need to do it anyway because you're the one that needs to lose weight. Okay, cleaning burns more calories generally than watching babies, but okay. When they get into a fight, he calls her names. Sally's like, is he basically a coward? <laughs> Just seemed weird, but then I understand. Teresa's like, yeah, and Sally's like, well, I say he's a coward because he basically has been giving us a hard time today. Let's see if he comes out. Nope, <laughs> he's backstage with a big grin on his face. Another loser. And we see a PA talk to him and then he comes out. He has a pedo stash and he's wearing another hideous shirt. All three of these guys are wearing hideous shirts. Sally says, well, you said you didn't want to come out because you didn't want people to boo you. Is that correct? Audience boos wildly. <laughs> As they should. And Sally's like, well, they're booing you because you're cheating on your wife and they respect the sanctity of marriage and you don't because you're cheating on your wife and you don't even seem to care. Teresa, I think sarcastically, he's like wait 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 he works he brings the income and he does this and he does that you know what I do it too I take care of the kids and then the rest is just drowned out by the audience reacting Teresa talks a lot but I don't really get a lot out of what she's saying and then she kind of ends this rant with when I do cook dinner you don't eat it Paul's like do I cook do I clean and Teresa's like hmm like once in a blue moon, <laughs> I do it every damn day. This is like my daily thing. Teresa, again, goes on a bit of a rant that was very valid, but it just wasn't very interesting to write down. And then she closes this with, is it something wrong with you? Like, do you have to go out there and cheat on me and then come back to me for something else? <laughs> and then Abby <laughs> says to Paul, 
Oh, I love Abby. <laughs> just chimes in out of nowhere. She's like, it sounds like you're the one with low self-esteem. <laughs> Having to go out and get approval from other women. Teresa's on about the hickeys still. And she's like, is it all because I'm fat? Teresa, you know, it's because, well, you know that that's what he says. And you know he's a dick. So I think it's that. Those two things together. Teresa's not fat either. I just want to put that out there. She's really not. She's not as skinny as Kim. But she's not. She Again, she's probably like a 10 to 12. Maybe a 14. Uh, it's not big. Paul says, I mean, why else would I go outside the marriage? And Teresa's like, so it's because I'm fat. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Teresa says he pushes her away when she tries to hug him. And they've been through a lot. But... Don't you think that I need that too? Like, don't I don't know. Don't you think I also need emotional support? Or physical support? Wink, wink. Oh, we cut to commercial. When we come back, we see Dr. Anne Renee Testa? I don't think we got a Chiron to tell us her full name. They did say she's a PhD. I don't think they said in what. But she is our relationship expert today. She's sitting there hugging Kim which is nice. Kim looks like she needs a hug. Sally's like, well, we asked you to come out because she was so upset, meaning Kim. What's bothering you, Kim? Kim's like, I can't seem to do enough to fix myself up and I'm trying so hard and I'm going to keep trying till I reach that 100 pound mark. And the doctor's like, no, you won't. (laughs) You don't have to let anybody tell you who you are. You need to find your own self-value inside yourself And no one on earth can define who you are. I want you to see your own value. And don't pay attention to a little boy who's telling you what to do. Uh, Sally says Anne Renee is right. Someone yells from the audience and I couldn't make it out. But Dr. Anne is like, she is suicidal. Sally's like, she's very, very thin. Like, painfully thin. The doctor says, and she says she's going to go down to 100 pounds. And Sally's like, you can't at your height. The doctor's like, for whom? <laughs> I was like, did we need the whom? Like, <laughs> I, I like that too. Or sometimes, anytime I go to use the word whom, because I am like, I don't know, a grammar person, a lot of times I'm like, mm, maybe I'll try to say it in a way that I don't use whom, because <laughs> I think it probably makes me sound like a pretentious bitch. Anyway, the doctor's like, for someone who abuses you, you can't do that to yourself. And you're not just a so-called wife, you're a mother now too, and you have a responsibility to yourself and to your baby to be a good role model now for your baby. This is not what I call fathering. Are you really hearing me? Kim says she's really hearing you. John says he is a perfect father, which is like, you're not. Like, first of all, you're not. Second of all, you're not because you're abusing your child's mother. So no, you're not. The doctor's like, really? I saw a huge grin on your face while she was out here full of pain. That is not a good father. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Actually, there. okay, I might have said this already, but one of the parenting books that is kind of one of my uh, go-tos, Brain Rules for Baby. Very excellent if you're a parent or about to be a parent. Uh, that the author of that book is a neurologist and or like developmental neurologist, I guess, like baby brain doctor. <laughs> uh, and he says he gives these talks about you know baby brain development, I guess. 
and how to nurture it. And he said that one of the most common, he's like, every time I give one of these talks afterwards, parents come up, particularly dads, I guess. And they're like, what can I do to get my baby into Harvard? (laughs) Pro tips. And he's like, love your wife. Just go home and love your wife. That is the number one thing you can do. Uh, they're like not saying you can't do it as a single parent. Obviously a lot of people do and that's great. Just like statistically, uh, mm, I don't know how to say the words, but like statistically you have a better chance of going to, uh, I almost said post-grad. It's not it. Oh my God. (laughs) You have a better chance of going to college or university, statistically speaking, if your parents are still together probability wise right that's all we can really go for or go with so no Mitch you're not being a good dad (laughs) by being a shitty husband uh and then Abby again Abby go Abby she's like your son's gonna treat her the way you treat her (laughs) the doctor's like history is one after the other and it just repeats itself and I want to break that chain right now each and every one of them out here Sally And now she takes us through the laundry list of names the women on stage have been called by their husbands, which seemed like a weird move. (laughs) Um, Just to just to air that out a little bit. Mitch has these huge like (laughs) he puts his hands up like he's physically fending off the audience, I guess. Or like, I think that I'll call it that. But to be honest, he looks like he's about to catch like a giant beach ball right at like the height of his solar plexus he's like american people are the fattest people on earth why does everyone have to live up to that suspicion (laughs) i don't think suspicion was the word you were going for that doesn't make any sense and then he's like the live up to that suspicion that we all have to be fat because it looks healthy the doctor like super over the top is like oh really (laughs) you know the way you speak to her you don't deserve her (laughs) and abby's clapping go abby mitch is like well i tell you that she sorry i tell you what she's not the healthiest weight that she could be and the doctor's like oh really (laughs) and mitch is like oh really yeah the doctor's like you look at you skinny I don't even know what she said. I wanted to say skinny mini, but it wasn't really that. It was like skinny mill Millie? Millen? It was weird. Midge is like, I don't care if you think I'm skinnier. And then the doctor to Abby is like, what do you think? Do you think he's attractive? <laughs> Abby's like sitting physically between them. Like the doctor's on her left. Or I guess the doctor's on her right. Stage left. So the doctor's on her right. And Mitch is on her left, and she's just, like, sitting between them, like, kind of holding back laughter uh, as the doctor and Mitch are, like, going back and forth. And with no hesitation, she's like, he's too skinny for me. (laughs) The doctor's like, of course he's too skinny. Yeah, why don't you leave? Because he's too skinny. (laughs) Mitch is like, oh, sorry, she says to Mitch, "Uh, why don't... Why don't you leave? You're too skinny. (laughs) Mitch is like, why would I leave? Because I'm too skinny. And the doctor's like, you don't deserve her. You're too skinny. There's a whole audience full of men out there who deserve her. (laughs) Which was a nice thing to say. But for the record, I counted maybe 11 men out of the 50 to 60 people that I could see in the audience. 
I don't know if we say it's full of men, but because it's the Sally show. So I knew that it was going to be mostly women. But anyway, (laughs) whatever. I get her point. The doctor is like, and you can't talk to her like that. And Mitch is like, if she can't do what I want her to do, then that's where she's going. I'm totally fed up with this. (laughs) Okay. The doctor is like, you have to take responsibility and don't let him talk to you like that. And then an audience member stood up. I don't know. It was a guy. He wasn't bad looking. He wasn't great looking. He was like a solid five or six, maybe. And he said, I'll take her. (laughs) The doctor looks like she literally just won the lottery. (laughs) She looks so happy. She's like, I did that. (laughs) And then Mitch is like, oh, what kind of job you got? (laughs) It's like, Mitch, you install satellites, you loser. So (laughs) whatever he does, I guarantee he's doing better than you. (laughs) 2023. Mitch gets up and leaves. No, Bill leaves right away after him. And then John leaves. And then maybe 20 seconds later, the other loser leaves. Paul or whatever his name is. He didn't even want to come out in the first place. So I don't know why he waited so long to leave behind everyone else. Sally's like, why is this such an emotional issue with so many people? And I was like, Sally, are you reusing cue cards? Like, that is the most generic question I've ever heard. But then she clarifies that she meant like wait after babies uh the doctor is like sally it's just it's such a complex thing but these women represent their mothers they can't have sex with their mothers it's a long story and sally's like i wonder if they understand that the doctor's like no they don't understand that but i was like i don't know if i understand it like i'd have to really unpack that in a way that i don't want to do (laughs) to be honest because that sounds scary I'm going to, the rest of this is going to be a lot of reading text because we have a commercial. We see the boy, like there's a boy's party in the green room with all these losers that left the stage because they couldn't take the heat, which is funny because they stack shit on top of shit on their wives all day. And then as soon as somebody like stacks shit on them, they're like, whoa, 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 you're out of line. Like, fuck you. Uh, But anyway, the, at this point, the recording that I was watching lost audio so we got a lot of text uh I don't think there was part without text it's just okay they go for makeovers why I don't know I guess to boost their self-esteem I hope it wasn't for the husbands because that was that's what made I was like why why are we doing makeovers so that these guys can be attracted to their wives like they shouldn't be together it's abusive like, and I, was, I don't know I, the best that I can come up with is that it was for the benefit of the women's self-esteem I hope that's what it was anyway I guess we get a bit of a makeover montage we can't hear the music I wonder too if it's maybe copyrighted music and that's why it got cut out I don't know but we see them get their hair cut, we get, they get dye jobs, their hair gets styled, and we get like a, what will their husbands think? Like, as if anybody cares. We get their makeup done. Three hours later, we get like, we don't even see it, is the thing. We get a couple flashes of them, like, really quick, before and after for each woman. We get another, what will their husbands think? And then... It says, while the women were getting made over, their husbands continued to stir up trouble outside the salon. And I was like, why were they in front of the salon? Like, were they just loitering? Like, it said they were there for three hours. Like, did the show tell them to go there and wait? Or, like, were they just going out of their way to be dicks? Or was it close to where they were? That wasn't... I wish that would have been clearer. And it says on the screen... 
brace yourselves. Paul was furious that Teresa was getting a makeover and literally dragged her out by her soaking wet hair. Wow, 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 wow. So we just crossed the line into like full, full abuse as if we didn't know that. What a fucking hypocrite because he says he's not attracted to Teresa. That's his main complaint. And then when she's getting a makeover, he drags her out by her soaking wet hair. What a fucking piece of shit. I hate these men. We see Bill and Mitch wound up in a fist fight and were taken away by security guards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what sparked the fight? Why would Bill and Mitch be fighting? Aren't they on the same side? Like, it's so confusing. Again, wish we would have got more insight into that. It says, Kim, Abby, and Tara were heartbroken that their special day had ended this way. Uh, did you mean Teresa or Tara or like, why Kim? Like, why is Kim heartbroken? Like, I under... Okay, so Bill and Mitch got in a fight, so Abby and Tara are upset. Teresa got dragged out by her hair, but, like, why? I didn't... I didn't really understand why Kim... Why why Kim would be heartbroken by this, because it actually seems like John is the only one that didn't... I don't know. <laughs> cause a big ruckus, anyway. We got to a commercial. We come back. What happened after the makeovers? Again, this is a lot of text, so I apologize. <laughs> uh, Bill wasn't kidding when he said he'd leave. We did, I did get the audio for this, but it was just a voiceover reading the text. So, Bill wasn't kidding when he said he'd leave. Since the show, he has moved out and is staying at his mother's house. Good. Not staying on his own, by the way, notice. Just, no, at his mother's house. Another woman he can abuse. But Tara isn't waiting for him to decide what to do with her life. She's enrolled in classes to become an emergency medical technician so she can support herself and she is working on her self-esteem. She says, I know I don't need Bill to make me feel good anymore. And now that he's gone, I feel I'm getting stronger every day. Great. Good for you, Tara. I'm happy. The night after the show, Paul left Teresa stranded in New York City and went out to meet other women. Of course he did. Uh, she, Teresa did return home with him, but told us that she's not sure how much longer she can take his verbal and emotional abuse. I hope Teresa got out of that. Okay. Abby told us that Mitch loved seeing, (laughs) they actually had a typo up on the screen and cause I'm a bitch like that. I noticed (laughs) So they actually have three E's in seeing. Abby told us that Mitch loves seeing himself on tv and signed up for acting classes but back at home he's as cruel as ever and abby finally reached her breaking point for the whole story watch our upcoming updates show i couldn't find the updates show i I will keep looking i don't know if we're gonna see it i hope we i hope we do kim told us that john has stopped calling her names but still allows her to eat just one small meal a day jesus christ Kim is more miserable than ever, and she told us she was ready to give John an ultimatum. Watch for them to return on our upcoming updates show. I'm really going to have to find this updates show because I want to know what happened. Sally says, I tend to, I guess she's talking to the doctor. She's like, I tend to agree with you that these marriages are on rocky grounds, and I'm very suspicious of the quality of the men involved. And she gives like an oops face, which was very me. I've done that. I've been caught recently doing that. And like not a great time when you say something, you're like, oh, like that oh face. <laughs> That's what she does. Quality of the men involved. Oh, 
<laughs> That's as nice as I can possibly say it. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, we thank you all for being with us and we'll dip back into your lives as is our want and find out how you're doing in say about six months. Love the choice of the use of love the use of the word want in that way. W-O-N-T. Love that. And yeah, that's it. I hope it wasn't too depressing. <laughs> I hope these women make it out okay. I will try to find that update. But with that, I'd like to thank you all for being with me. And I'll dip back into your lives, as is my want, every Tuesday. If you'd like to send me any questions, comments, concerns, you can send me an email at realityrootspod at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook under Reality Roots Pod. I have a profile set up so you can reach out to me that way as well. Possibly still working on the Instagram. We will see. But in the meantime, if you could like and or rate and or review and or subscribe, that would be super helpful. Follow me on Facebook, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye.